Oh, hello. This episode of Cinema Swirl was brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. Five dollar backers get access to Cinema Swill, a monthly bonus show where myself and Kevin review some really awful movies. The Suicide Squad episode is available now on this podcast feed. We released it around Christmas. If you want to take a listen to that, see what you think. If you want more of those, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. You can get access to every episode. There's a whole bunch of them. Take a look, find out more, have fun. Alright, let's get swirling. Swirl! Come here and give me them sticks. It's episode number 56, and we're walking through the large walk-in closet of Hollywood, California, rifling through the many sweater vests and turtlenecks of a disgraced producer, because they're all going cheap now, as we watch all of the movies that my OTP Sam, hello, hello, has has never seen. Hello, listeners. Welcome to... It's 2020. It's the first swirl of 2020. It's a new decade. New I'm ready for 22k. Yeah. Just a little peek behind the curtain uh, before we record each episode. Oh, so hang on a second, Sam. If yeah. we are going to have a peek behind the curtain, yeah. and I feel it's only fair, there's no way you're not going to peek behind the curtain without going, ooh. Okay. <laughs> so if we're going to peek behind the curtain, take us with you on that journey, please. I'm about to take you on a peek behind the curtain. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> You may or may not be aware of this. Before each episode, Kevin sometimes asks me, like, oh, what episode number is this? Because we, we forget. Every episode. And then he'll be thinking... Every single one. <laughs> thinking of the little rhyme at the start. And it was a really considered look you had for this one. You were, like, <laughs> ruminating <laughs> over this. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Come here, give me them sticks. <laughs> well, like, I am I am officially, and I can tell you now, right, when this is my New Year's resolution okay. for, tw- for 22K. Or, as it's also known on the continent, 2K, 2K. My main resolution is to not get caught out in a repeated episode rhyme scandal. Okay, so you, you definitely haven't done Give Me Them Sticks. I am, I'm, I am 95% sure. <laughs> but, like, you know, as soon as you said 56, my mind went, oh, eat a plate of dicks. But I'm like, no, 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 no. That one has familiar. been yeah, well yeah. and truly done. Like, so, yeah. you know, if I get caught, and I will... It mm. will not be in this year because I'm no. determined to see these 12 months through and following that, a dark age of 22k1. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't, I'm not slagging it. I'm not having a go, mate. Yeah, I'm not having a go. All right, I'm going to put the curtain back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Sam, today we're talking about someone who enters this decade with a status as revered as Bill Murray had before we thought about it for too much of a time. It is everyone's favourite human being, Keanu Reeves. Everyone loves Keanu Reeves. He's He doesn't age. He's really humble and nice. He's got, I think he's got a small flat. Rather than a big mansion like the other Hollywood <laughs> I, big wigs, I didn't know that. And that's what I, I'm sure that's one of these memes that goes around on Facebook. It's like, here's Keanu Reeves. He's actually got quite a small, modest apartment rather than a big mansion. I was going to say, Sam, is that a top text or a bottom text? That one, because that seems like quite a, a, a word salad There's there. The- like. <laughs> 
there's the Keanu Reeves sat on a bench looking sad, and then underneath is all the stuff about, like, he's just a humble, nice guy. He's really chill. He's got a good reputation, Keanu Reeves, I think. He, he absolutely does. Yeah. Very well earned. Yes. Spent all afternoon. You know, because it's one of those things that when people vaguely say, oh, they're a great guy and they give money to causes and stuff, mm. you know, I think once you have a few big acts or public acts of charity under your belt in Hollywood, it's very easy to get that label and then you just to not kind of want to know any more information. But I did a deep L dive on old Keanu. Yeah. And let me tell you, my God, from like refusing sequels to big budget movies where he would have profited greatly because other people weren't going to get a pay rise to ah. giving vast sums of his checks, like huge swaths of his fortune to charities that both affect him personally and don't affect him personally. Hmm. He's like, yeah, he is. A, if if your judge of a person is, is how charitable they are, he's got to be contender for one of the best people we've ever done a swirl about. Well, that's good to know because I had the vibe that he was a good dude. I like knew that like Keanu Reeves was good. I had no basis of knowledge for really knowing why. But now you've told me some information. I'm like, okay, I can confirm that that's true. I mean, you know, I, I didn't think it was based on nothing. But I kind of just was like, everyone thinks he's good. I'm going to assume he's good. And here's the thing, right? It's all right to be a top bloke or a top lass or a top whatever, you know? It's, yeah, it's yeah. okay to be someone who's very charitable and, and that's the reason to be loved. But I do think another element, a dimension to the, to the Keanu complex is the fact that he has suffered many, many, many personal tragedies of oh, a no. very tragic nature okay. he has had partners who have had uh, miscarriages he's had partners who've died he had a sister very close to him who went through a lengthy battle of cancer you know cons yeah. his father abandoned him when he was like three years old you know he's he's had a life of hardship and i think people in this old day and age like to find a, a happy story and someone they can point to and go, hey, there's someone who's doing something nice. And I think it's doubly pertinent that he's had quite a rotten time when a lot mm. of people have had a rotten time and then they feel that is justification to be a total ding-dong. But he's still a good egg at the end of all the stuff he's been through. So that's... He is, but that comes with the 2020 proviso sure. that if something comes out... We at knew time, of, at yeah. time of record. At time of recording, <laughs> yeah. Here, Sam, do you want to record the special bits we record every episode with a prominent <laughs> white male actor when if they get disgraced, we can later edit it in? I always knew he was a wrong and Yeah, what, uh, what an absolute bastard. But let's watch Bill and Ted's excellent adventure let's, anyway. Let's bite our tongues you know, and but, go through uh, this hateful thing that none of us wanted and actually and can you edit this bit in as well because i'd already said i'd always known but just in case that makes me seem a bit too in the know and like i was silent or whatever oh, yeah so i knew when when everyone else knew <laughs> at time of record when appropriate in the event that it has come out i was in the know yeah okay and so were all of ye however at time of record good egg Great Top reputation, bloke. handsome man. Everyone fancies him. He he doesn't age. He was in. He's going to be in that video game. Everyone was very excited when he turned up and said, "You're you're beautiful" or whatever. You know. I know. People are like, no, the new role playing game. That's what's beautiful. And he's like, yeah. fair point. Yeah, the real beauty is video game. The saddest thing I ever saw Keanu Reeves 
ever say, mm-hmm. and like, I'm not one for kind of hero worship these days or whatnot, no. but like, you know, I, I do think he is a good egg, and I think he gives the people a lot of hope and warmth, and he's, sure. he's a nice positive. He's like basically the human embodiment of Bon Appetit videos for a lot of people. He's, I've he's never a, watched that, by the way, and I always see people talking about it. Is it real, real it's good? A, it's a safety blanket waiting for you, Sam. Okay. That's all I'll say, and it's been left on the radiator in the hot iron, and in, in the hot press, and it's <laughs> nice and warm. Maybe, it's I should, it is. I should, maybe I should save up the discovery of that channel. It's a channel? Channel. Yeah, it's a channel. Yeah. Wait till you've had a real rough time and then mm. use that for the recovery. Like, you know? I've got a whole Smooth archive to dig from into. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only get one recovery from the edge with Bon Appetit videos. Use it wisely. But there was a time he was interviewed by Stephen Colbert. And mm-hmm. I, I love Stephen Colbert. He's, he's very good at what he does. Yes. And he asked him as a wacky last question. He's like, Keanu, what happens when we die? You know? Just like, uh, waka waka. Yeah. And Keanu just went... When we die, those who love us miss us. And everyone in the audience went, Fucking hell. And Colbert just like kind of almost looked like he was about to cry and then everyone just started clapping because it was so sad. (laughs) Wow. I mean, profound and true. I mean, yeah. Straight to the point. here's a point that we should bring up about the results of this. And it was a comfortable win for Bill and Ted's. It was, yes. Their excellent adventure. Their titularly excellent adventure. Yes. But also in this vote, we had Speed. Yeah. Some sort of drug film, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Keanu Reeves just does heck of a lot of drugs. And he's still nice. He just gave more money. That's all he did. You know? Faster. Speed. Or as it was known in Ireland, fast. But there's also the third in this was was John Wick, wasn't it? Yes. I've heard a lot about John Wick. You've not seen John Wick? Uh, No. As is the nature of Cinema Swell. If it had won, I I haven't seen it. Now, here's the thing, right? Mm. No one's really talking about the comments, but I looked at that and I kind of thought, just judging from its third place showing, I was like, is that basically almost like a de facto referendum that modern movies of any sort shouldn't be included in a swirl if Sam has not seen them. Is that jarring with the premise? I haven't opened up the book of rules, but I'm looking at it. I don't know. I, To be honest, I was the one who pushed for it to be included in the vote. We originally had Devil's Advocate. Ah, yes. I think that was just because I wanted to do Al Pacino <laughs> impressions again. Like, But I was like, hey, I, you know what? I, I wanted to watch John Wick because I've heard so much about John Wick and everyone's kind of, you know, on the John Wick hype train. I thought it had been such a smash hit success and also a kind of cultural success yes. that it might fit in within the Swirl remit. I mean, it is a legit cultural phenomenon. Like, very mm. few things have established their own niche quite like John Wick <laughs> has, you know? Did you say niche on, on purpose? To- yes, of yeah, course. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Um, <laughs> I don't know where the cutoff is for modern or, mm-hmm. like, in 10 years, where we look back and think, oh, yeah, J- John Wick is, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It is. It's hard because, like, I wonder, like, should it be anything that was released after Sam went to university and then technically he was a, a big, brave boy and all mm. grown up in the world and that his media consumption was really his responsibility at that point? Is that is that a fair cutoff point? That would have been, what, 2010, 11? Uh, well, when I graduated. No, when you went to university. When I went to university. Uh, 2009. When you graduated into the big house of life 2009 2009 yeah Yeah. so I mean that was a peak year for cinema 10 years ago well 11 years ago and The Dark Knight Rises just misses the cut off then does it (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately I have seen it Uh, oh for fuck's sake that was why was I doing this that was going to be episode 100 why was I I doing this come on mate why are you being so serious am I right (laughs) 
<laughs> you know? Oh, God. Love it. Love it. But yes, it's an interesting one. The kind of modern modern swirls. The modern dilemma, we could call it. Yeah. You know what? Let's put a pin in that, and we'll come back to that at some point, because that's an interesting talking point. I feel. It is, and it's been released out now into the cinema swirls, oh, you know? We, we'd appreciate your feedback. Sure. Let us know. Where, let where's us that know. cut-off? Is there a cut-off? Should there be a cut-off? Is this modern dilemma something that you have strong thoughts on? Cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Is this a case where there could be recency bias or not? I don't, oh, you know, I don't know. This is looking at recency bias in a whole other damn level is what it is. We've got a hot potato on our hands. Hey, speaking of cinemaswirl at gmail.com, mm. let's open the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. Oh, sorry, no, I, that, that, I went behind the curtain. Oh, yeah, I think you, you were peeking behind the mailbag, and you had to, like, <laughs> crouch down a little bit. Like. No, let, let me do my mailbag noise. Oh, welcome ah, to the mailbag. Uh, like thank that. you for <laughs> all your bits and bobs, questions, queries, comments, other stuff that you have sent over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Cinemaswirl at yahoo.co.uk. Try it, see what happens. Try it, who knows, you know. Or the socials. Or the socials. You know, the socials, new decades, yeah. socials. Sometimes you got to use them. That's you do? What, that's what I've been saying for a good few years now. Our first question, Kevin, comes in from... Noah Leatherland, who has sent me an email before, because we have acknowledged what a cool name that is. Noah it's Leatherland. A, it sounds like an amazing place to go and like kit out a new house. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Hi, Kevin and Sam. When going to the cinema, how long do you think is the ideal time between the advertised start time and the movie actually beginning? Personally, this is Noah, I like a little bit of leeway. But the cinema I go to at uni can sometimes have us waiting for a good half an hour, which is way too much. Thoughts? Many thanks, Noah. Oh, this is difficult, though, isn't it? Because, like, I want to ask him the question, it, what does he mean? Does he mean, like, lights on, you know, someone's mm. playing the Mortal Kombat soundtrack up in the projectors <laughs> booth, and someone's maybe doing a bit of hoovering in the front? That's not, you know, on or whatever. Okay. I would but say if he means 30 minutes of ads and mm. movie trailers... trailers. From Hollywood? Yeah. Then that's a different story. I could probably sit through 30 minutes of, of yeah. trailers and high-quality ads. Well, there's a, a couple of things here. Given my experience working at a cinema fairly recently, half an hour of ads and trailers is, I think, the norm now. Yeah, that's the standard, right? Uh, everyone kind of thinks it's been shorter than that previously. I don't know if it ever has. It's one of those things where, you you know, like Christmas coming earlier and earlier every year. You yeah. Think, oh, the trailers never used to be this long. I think they've oh, always oh, been we that used to be. We used to be happy back then you weren't you never never were <laughs> you've Ever. always been miserable sit down but the the adverts and trailers i think have always been pretty long and i'll tell you what i like them i like an advert and a trailer you know i'll tell you what i like this is mm. stories i've been getting from my dad now going back at christmas and he'd be like i go to the cinema on a sunday afternoon and i get two movies right a double bill that mm. would have a cartoon before one of them a newsreel before one as well and sometimes yeah. you get like a little western half hour thing as well like you would get extra padding around the features and themselves like so you know there was there was a lot of meat and veg on the bones by there i'm i love when i go to a cinema mm. and they show me a short at the start oh, as long yeah. as it's remotely relevant i will be 
always delighted mm. to see a little short. A little, little short. little starter for the dinner that is yeah. the movie. Yeah. And then, of course, the piss afterwards is the dessert. Yes. One thing that has thrown me off recently and has made me appreciate the adverts and trailers is that I went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino film, at the cinema... First week of release, busy showing, and I, I always get there on time because I do want to see the adverts and trailers, but it went straight into the movie. What? There was neither an advert nor a trailer. Just sit down. What? Advertised start time was when the film started. Where where did you watch this in Quentin Tarantino's big garage, like? This was the thing, because I went to go and see it at the cinema I used to work at, which is a... I can say it now because I don't work there. A showcase cinema. Yeah. I went there to watch it, got there at the designated start time, and the movie played. This was first week of release. Now, my brother went to go and see it the next week at the same cinema and said, there were, mo- there were trailers and adverts when I went to go and see it. I was like, oh... <gasps> Is this some sort of first week thing? Or is it the projectionist like wanted to watch that Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> like, I gotta get that yeehaw taste. Like. It, it was jarring. It was very it's a long film. It's a very long you know, film. You know what that's like, Sam? That's like waking up first thing in the morning and having mm. your dinner. Is what that's like. Having yeah. your dinner first thing. You're not ready for oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. You need to, you know, gear up for it. You need to have a little bit of buffering time. Yeah, you need to l- lubricate the senses a little bit, but you there know? Were, there were people coming in about 10, 15 minutes in because they thought, well, there's going to be half an hour of adverts and trailers. I'll get in a bit later. Oh, and yeah. Sam, as we both know, all the really important story that gets set up in the first 10 minutes of, of, <laughs> of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, those people would have enjoyed it so much less. They would have gotten so much yeah. less out of it. Damn know, right. But yeah, so I, you know what, I appreciate a good half an hour of adverts and trailers. I don't mind it. I quite like it. I get there on time. I've been with friends to go and see stuff at the cinema quite recently. They've said, oh, we'll just get there, you know, you know, 15 minutes after the start time. And I'm like, what? No, no, I want to get there for the adverts and trailers. Yeah, because you and I, I hate going in the middle of adverts and trailers and being yeah. like, oh, sorry, I've got a bin bag of sweets and I have to like walk <laughs> arse backwards, you know. You know, and hit everyone like, sorry, you know, punching and elbowing everyone in the way. Oh, that's an absolute ordeal. No one wants that. Go in, take your seats when it's nice and bright and you're sure that you're happy sitting there and you're sure that if someone else is going to be sitting in your seat because you've taken a pre-book seat, that you're ready to tell them that they can't have the seat. (laughs) (laughs) In answer to your question, Noah, I don't mind it. I think that's a half an hour is actually fine. It's pretty good. Just just play the Irish National Anthem 30 times. <laughs> just do that instead. <laughs> so thank you for that. Our next question is from Steve, who writes on Facebook. Now, I think we've been asked this before, but it's the second part of this question that I'm interested in. So it's, what is your perfect cinema snack? It's a oh, good that, question. We've been chatting about that, that before. Long time. Also, does it depend on what type of movie you're seeing as to what you eat? Now, that's that's the interesting nugget to me, is that... Does your appetite change depending on the type of film you're going to see? Does one subconsciously feel more inclined to have popcorn than a popcorn movie? Mmm, like a, a proper blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I... Ooh, I will avoid a larger drink for a longer movie. I know that seems counterintuitive. You think you want more glug to take you on the journey or but whatnot. you're factoring in the wee, the wee I'm factor. I'm factoring the wee factor, mm. like, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's only a wee little factor that you have to consider <laughs> at, at the same time. Like, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> But I try to, re- yeah, the longer the movie, the smaller mm. the drink I'll have, you know, because okay. I, ha- I can have a nice big, you know, massive glug or something if I'm going to be seeing a toilet in 90 minutes time, you know? See, if I, if I was going to watch, say, The Irishman at a cinema, uh, what, what would I be bringing to that in terms of your food choices? 
that almost feels like you need a, a proper dinner in the you middle of it. Ghoul. Yep. That one of the things. Yeah. And uh, pasta. The, the, the best hot dogs in the city. That's that's another thing you got to have. That also. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's interesting that, but and it, even not at the cinema, sitting down to watch a film, whether the film itself dictates what you are in the mood to eat during it. Like I like to watch a movie on like kind of a Saturday or a Sunday, mm. like early afternoon. If I'm gonna have like pancakes, I'll watch like a Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, or okay, some, or like, yeah, yeah. You know, or if I'm gonna have something sweet and fluffy and yummy, I'm gonna watch like a, that or like a Pixar movie. You know, if I'm gonna have if I'm gonna have something sweet like that, I will watch something kind of you know similarly sweet on my screen at the same time. That's kind yeah. of what. And I try to have obviously avoid like any sort of snack of any substance when I'm watching a horror movie. And that was bad because I recently watched Hereditary, which I didn't like, and I purposely didn't have a snack while I was watching it. Mm. And then, like, and the last bit of the movie, I was just cranky because I hadn't had a snack. Right. And I felt like I'd wasted. The movie had not scared me enough to feel that I was warranted in emitting a snack. I think you're right with no snacks for a horror. Mm. Mm. I mean, the thing, if you were having barbecued chicken wings with the thing... It's not I happening. Mean, in Domino's pizza or any sort of a saucy-based pizza, any sort of a fast food that has a bubble or a crackle to it, you don't that's want not going to look good on a lot of horror movies. Nah. You'll think you're eating the gore. Yes, you will. And there's, there's some films that... <laughs> Some films I think no snacks at all, you know, not just horror films, but I think it almost feels disrespectful to some prestige art house dramas or stuff to to have, you know, popcorn and a big drink. I don't know. Maybe that's me getting all fuddy-duddy. I mean, I I had kettle chips when I saw like a David Lynch movie recently in an art house screen. And that's a a crunchy old affair. And I know there's a lot of soundscape Mm. and sound design. But thankfully, the person had turned up so much that I felt I could munch and, and kind of add to the ethereal droning more than anything. Else. I do find that those posh cinemas do sell like crisps and like really rustly, crunchy yeah. snacks. The higher like, quality the crisps, the more rustly it is. Yeah. Sound like this isn't a crisp. This is basically a potato pork crackling. Like it's so crunchy. Kettle chips are loud, man. That that's a that's a loud crisp to, to crunch. Not on. as loud as eating an actual kettle. No, you've got me there, mate. You've hey, got, you've done I've, me there. I've done you there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. It does it does vary a bit. I think, depending on what film it is. Let us know your movie food combinations, Hmm. both in and out of the movie house. Right, one more question here for you, Kevin. This is for me too. It's from Tristan, who asks, Cats. That's the whole question. Cats. That's not a question, that's an animal. Right. Have Have you... There's a film out, Kevin. Yes. It's called Cats. Is it? It's an adaptation of the musical. I'm already sick of people talking about cats, and no, I realise that in six months no, of right. time of recording. No, no, no. We'll, no, we'll, we'll, oh, no, 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 no. You're sick of it, mate. Well, what do you expect well, you know me what? to I'm say? I'm sick of I, you. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> hanging up the Skype call. Fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, like, what's there to say? Like, you know? Oh, I, well, look. The the thing that fascinates me the most about it, the, the thing I want to talk about about cats. Is that the fact that it was patched? That yes, I like the day that one DLC. Is That's cool. Very interesting to me that they released this film with mistakes in it. As far as I understand, the most glaring one was Judy Dench's human hand was in there. It had not been CGI'd. They just left it in. Does that mean that when Mark Kermode and them went to go and see it in the critic screening, that well, was a closed yeah. beta? Sick. <laughs> now here's the thing, because they then sent out another hard drive with it to all the cinemas and they had to plug that in and put it on the screens and stuff so 
what is the true cats? And I'll tell you what, Kevin, this happened when Kanye West released The Life of Pablo because he released it and then he kept adding to it. He kept changing the mixes on certain songs, adding different uh, verses from guest rappers and performers. Saying that black people were responsible for slavery. He kept going, didn't he? (laughs) He kept adding that to every single song (laughs) in the album. (laughs) And then the question is, like, what is a release of something when is something finished can you just update i mean this is i feel like that's unprecedented in the fucking cinema isn't it it is like i understand releasing something in the cinema and releasing on home video changing things or a director's cut what have you this is not that this is fixing it while it's out i like the idea though of like Literally hearing that a director was editing it the day the movie was to be released. Like, very rarely do I think that young, helpless students who I used to teach and Academy Award-nominated directors share similar traits. This is like the Kevin Spacey, um, that film he was in that he got replaced by Christopher Plummer. The fact that they turned that around within the window of release, it was like, the Kevin Spacey stuff happened, I can't remember exactly, but like in November, and the film came out in like early January, and I was like, you can't, how can you reshoot, edit, put together a film? That you see, there's certain, there's certain high-profile actors that I think that like, the studios, once all this started, ha- had already kind of earmarked them as being like high-risk. So yeah. I think that they were just, you know, oh, no, it's a stunt double. It's a body <laughs> double. Like, <laughs> why is it a famous actor? Because <laughs> you're Kevin Spacey, baby. You get the best, you know? And it's, no, we're just, we're, this is insurance right now. <laughs> and the, the Sonic the Hedgehog change thing, that whole... And the kind of crunch time in in cinema world is, is I know, disturbing. Right? Gaming me a bit. is really affecting cinema. Yeah. The idea that nothing is really finished. It used to be before that. Yeah, movies had a, an end point. They were done. That was it. Set in stone. But it, like, it's the whole world now, isn't it? Because it used to be like once something was out in the newspaper, like, well, it's out in the world now. But so few people buy physical newspapers that yeah. you know. I read shit all the time on very. I read a wide variety of news websites, and mm. there's you know you get inaccuracies and, and, and they'll get updated and changed and yeah yeah and the only difference is is that you don't get a little bit in the next paper saying oh we made a mistake yesterday and this is no. what we should have said it just happens now it just changed the article <laughs> that's the only thing I, I kind of think about cats i don't i as far as i'm aware it's just a bad film isn't it it's just it, a bit it, shit. all it is sam is the worst idea ever yeah. that in its path of destruction managed to take an ensemble that featured some of the sexiest people on this planet james and Corden, turned them into one know. of the <laughs> scariest <laughs> motley crews ever it's i'll tell you what it is sam mm. right and he's not my cup of tea by any stretch. But sure. I understand that Idris Elba is many people's sweetheart, oh, he's a, he's a cup hunk. of tea, their hunk, mm. their daydream of choice and whatnot. And first of all, they give you nightmare Idris Elba in that. And then there's an ad going around where it's so, close up on Idris Elba looking all sexy sat down on the side of a road. And then a little girl's voice comes out of me, starts oh, yeah. singing. Rah, 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 rah. What, what do you want? And then at the end, it's like... Squarespace. What? <laughs> Why are you advertising Square? It's Squarespace ad, isn't it? The amount Which brings us of... to our sponsor for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, make the little girls' voices come out of our mouths now. I'm just saying, Sam, far too many acts of sexual intercourse have been interrupted by people having the thoughts of a nightmare CGI cat and yeah. a little girl's voice coming out in the middle of the oh, night. jeez. Make Idris sexy again. Come on now, stop this. <laughs> in 2K2K. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your questions. If you've got any more, send them on over to cinemaswell at gmail.com. Sam. Yes. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. What do you know about the movie? Very little. Here we go again. Not very much. I know Keanu's in it. I know he's young. Keanu, you know, you've seen, obviously, Matrix. I have seen The Matrix. We, we had to, I made that clear in the post for the vote. Yeah. Brackets, Sam has seen The Matrix. I've seen The Matrix. And I will also say, Devil Advocate, very, very close. Point Break, even closer as well. Mm. Like, there's, there's enough to do another Keanu swirl, absolutely, in the future. Sure. So, you've seen him in The Matrix. You've seen him on the hit show, The Internet, seasons <laughs> one through current. Yeah. Now, I was wondering, what's your general impression of him as an actor? What do you know of him as is he does he do a particular type of role or uh, maybe brooding i think he's quite brooding like a yeah like a, a serious actor okay very maybe almost dour not dour just you know it, it, it stern I don't know. Stern. Is that because Neo was very serious? Contemplative. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I suppose he is also an action star. The Matrix mm. was a big action film. John Wick is a big action shooty thing. Did but you I, like I, The Matrix? I did like The Matrix. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I did really like The Matrix. I've watched The Matrix sequels. I don't remember them so well. <laughs> oh, man. But, I was going to say, if you had not seen them sequels, that would have been a prime yeah. time for Swill right there, baby, mm. on Patreon. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could anyway. <laughs> but um, So, you know, I just... I, I, I don't see Keanu Reeves' face with this big smile on it. In my head. So you I, see him kind of going... Mm. Yeah, looking sad. Is he sad or... Or is he angry? That's what I'm trying to figure out, what your viewpoint of him is. Maybe both. Uh, it could be either, I, but it, I don't associate him with positive emotions. Mm. You know? Because that's just what I've seen from him culturally and acting and stuff. He's very, you know, never never with a big grin on his face. So, what do you know anything about Bill and Ted, then, other than well, he's younger in it? From, from the poster, and I've seen the poster, Yeah, it looks like a romp. It looks like a fun, fun movie. I mean, we're, we're going back to a time which has yielded most notably on Cinema Swirl mixed results. Yeah. With, I know, we're going back to the 80s now, where, mm. you know, anytime 80s, I mean, do you know what type of movie this is? Do you think it's like for adults, for little kids, families, teens? Is it comedy, drama, sky-fi? I assume with a name like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, it's a, it's a comedy, I think. Yeah. I think there's some time travel component. Oh! I'm basing that on the poster. What, what happens in the poster gives you the time travel element? I, well, I've not even seen the poster that close up. I've just literally dumped it on a Facebook post. But it looks like the, it kind of looks like they're in the TARDIS, or they're outside the TARDIS, and it, there's some planets and stuff, and they're moving around. I don't know. I, I just get that sense. And maybe I've seen something here and there that there's some time travel element to it. I, and I get this kind of mixed up in my head with Wayne's World, which I have seen. Oh, but that, yeah. that kind of... I don't know, dorky, slacker energy. That kind of, whoa, jubilee, dude. Oh, my God. Welcome to the Pearl Jam concert. Yeah. (laughs) And they're kind of, it's Wayne's World Pie time. Excellent. But then the excellent thing, uh, is that, is that Bill and Ted? Oh, you know, you know, excellent. Well, yeah. Uh, Folks at home, I'm mm. going to do the famous, the famous thing that they do after going excellent. And Sam, Obviously, this is a audio podcast, so you won't yeah. see what I'm doing at home. But Sam, if you can make the noise that you think will happen with this, excellent! Uh, 
like a kind of guitar-y thing, isn't it? Or swing? Is it swing? Is this swing? <laughs> Excellent! <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. Okay, well, it's not been a while. It's been never. It's as if you... Like, here's the thing, right? No, but hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you talking about Wayne's World? Are you talking about Bill and Ted? I'm talking about Bill and Ted's. Oh, I thought that was a Wayne's World thing. Shit, is it now? Ah. No, wait. They, no, they do do it in Bill and Ted's. Do they? Are they excellent? I thought that no, was... No, a... they definitely do. Sorry, who came up with this first? Because Bill and Ted came out definitely in the 80s and Wayne's World was definitely 90s. in the 90s. But they say Wayne's World Party Time, excellent. Wayne's World Party Time, excellent. And they do all kind of guitar tapping cool dude stuff, don't they? Yeah, but they, they what they would say, they would. I swear they would do excellent and then, yeah, they would do the little, the little diddly diddly do. Yeah. God damn. All right, here's the issue now, Sam, that I've realised. Sure. I have not seen this movie since I was in short pants. Right. So la- last week. No, hey. I have not seen... Hey! In January! Um, <laughs> I have not seen this movie since I was around seven or eight years old, I think. Oh, okay. And I have seen Wayne's World quite a few times since. Yeah. And I'm very... Like, Joe asked me last night, like... Which is better, Wayne's World or, or, or Bill and Ted? And I thought for like a second, then I was like, Bill and Ted is an all-time classic. Wayne's World was great in 1993 or 1994 when all the pop culture references were solid and baked in and intact. Right. I, I think a kid could watch Bill and Ted now and have a romp. A kid would watch Wayne's World and be like, who's Ozzy Osbourne? You know, because that's like okay, a, lot yeah, of, yeah. a lot of the jokes. <laughs> but it's, they've got a similar demographic, a similar style. Similar yeah. vibe. Yeah. Mm, now I'm I'm wondering now about this. Is this is if this is aged well or not? Like, okay. Is there a, are there any skateboards in this film? Don't tell me. Mm, Spoiler. Mm, but I, I imagine there might be some sort of board. There's there's boards. There's, there's definitely boards. There's boards. boards. Okay. Be they be they surf. Be they boogie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anticipating boards. Um, I don't know who the other lad is in this. By the way, I know there's Keanu and another guy. I don't know the other guy, but. Good luck to him. Oh, Alex Winter? Well, I, I know nothing of him. I mean, he, he's a face who I remember seeing a lot in the 80s and 90s, and then mm. he's just kind of, he's not been in my stratosphere since I don't then. Know anyone else who's in this film. Really? Oh, there is There is one of the main characters is uh, someone who featured prominently on a recent uh, swirl, I would say within 10 episodes. Oh, okay. I would say it's the other main character other than Bill and Ted, and I think you might have a good time. Okay. Because I remember uh, you saying you liked them. And I don't know much about the plot necessarily. You know, there's a time travel element. Time travel. And that they are... I mean, Bill it's and good. Ted, you said they had slacker energy. Are they themselves slackers? I think I, so, but they're going to go on a zany adventure. An, an excellent adventure. <laughs> and do you think now that they're nice boys like, say... Wayne, I was going to say, like, Wayne and World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wayne but, and World from Wayne's are, are, are they nice boys, like Wayne and Garth, Eels? Mm. Or are they rotters, like Beavis and Buttheads, doing, like, you know, both still kind of layabout, uh. slackery types. One is, is evil energy and causes tricks and pranks. One is good energy and causes parties and queen sing-alongs. I think they're well-meaning and harmless and just kind of doofuses who are Oofus just, doofuses. You know, okay. scraping their way through and just having a fun time. They're just out to party. They're kind of like an Andrew WK figure. Right, you know, now, they're just having a fun time. They want some pizza. They want some beer. How do you reconcile Keanu Reeves 
with wow. that then. He said he's either angry or sad, which is going to make for a bit of a shit party, is it not? <laughs> well, this is the thing. I know this is like in opposition to that view I have of Keanu, so I'm interested to see what fun time Keanu is like. Sam, when the party is over, those who have partied will miss it. <laughs> That's my Keanu Reeves Andrew WK mashup. I'm gonna cut it off there and just go straight into the the swirl music. I'm gonna get a little bit of silence and then go into it. That's gonna be the the thing we're going from. I, I I'm just saying, right? A whole album where he does Andrew WK numbers, but you only have a lone sad cello to accompany <laughs> him. <laughs> you know, I don't know much about this, but I'm excited. I am. You're you yeah. mean 80s comedy though or is that always something that you're excited for i mean i i know ghostbusters infamously didn't really make you laugh a whole ton despite everyone saying it was a definite no. comedy classic for you i don't know i feel like this is gonna be a light-hearted jape i hope i i'm in the mood for that kind of thing early in 2020 here now this is a jape and not a romp that we're predicting here those are very different things okay? jump. Just so a jump. jump a jump now if this is to be funny and be a feel-good funny movie yeah is there a minimum number of laughs that you feel you need to have because i think kermode has like a three laugh rule like if it's a comedy you need to audibly laugh thrice or thereabouts well i don't know what the the limit would be but i'm gonna track the laughs i'll track yeah. i'll do some laugh tracking for you good good not, no not i won't be recording a laugh track I shall be tracking the laughs. And I, I want that to be biometric data that's then uploaded onto our socials so everyone can see that, like, you know, yeah. see the peaks on that graph. Well, my new Fitbit has uh, laugh tracking as well, so it can <laughs> tell. You know what, Sam? I'd rather actually keep it, the data separate. So if you could wear one Fitbit for your normal biometrics and then a yeah. separate one just for laughs, okay. and then you'll be really, you know, and you can then check if your heartbeat is the same on both hands. <laughs> Okay, I'm just imagining an app where you track how much you've laughed in a day, and it <laughs> like, come on, mate, you need to laugh a bit more. Like, yeah, I know there should be. A, it should look at your top three meters: your live meter, your laugh meter, and your love meter. And if you've not topped up all three of those, then you have to eat, pray, love, motherfucker. Get your shit together, yeah. Uh, right, I think I think it's time to go. You think on it's a, time on an excellent adventure. With my boys, Bill and Ted. Well, we've got the young men with us here now, Bill and Ted. I don't know which one's Keanu. You don't know which one's Keanu? I don't know if he's Bill or Ted. Have a guess. Does he look like a Bill or a Ted? He looks like a Ted. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Well, we we have the young men in the back there now. Hold on, actually, he looks like a Will. Will? He looks like a Will. Does he? I just immediately... Will, it's so funny, my default for Will is Will Smith. Like, that's immediately who I think. And young Will Smith as well, like in in that new movie. (laughs) Will Smith was offered the role of Neo in The Matrix. He was. And he turned it down to do Wild Wild West. (laughs) That is how gracious Keanu Reeves is. Think about that for a second. Like, you know? What a great guy. And now we got the the, the young men in the back now, and we're going to go on a bit of a a drive. And and we're going on an excellent adventure ourselves. Hi, ha! (laughs) Now, have you had your an excellent wee before we go? Because I'm not making any stops on the way. Let's go do a cinema swirl. And we're back. Bill August Ted. 
Achtra Iantok Bill August Ted. I think we can all agree that was indeed an excellent adventure. Sam, initial gut reactions to B and T E A in the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey. You know, the kind of I'm doing the guitar y thing with my fingers now. I can't make the noise. I realise I can't make the noise, but You can't actually make the noise. Can you make the noise? I thought you could because you're a guitar player that you could, you know, emulate it. Like someone who shoots a lot of ducks can do the duck call. Like When I try and do it, I sound like a, a cartoon octopus. <laughs> <laughs> or a cartoon octopus like Alien who's just been discovered and has to like jolt out of there like, you know. Yeah. Right out of there. Mm. So we open things up in Bill and Ted on their most excellent adventure with... Well, something I definitely did not appreciate when I last saw this when I was in short pants, which is the damp, dank synth and altogether Ooh. good times of this excellent soundtrack. Oh, that 80s soundtrack. I, I, I was immediately on board, Stra- straight in with it, listening to those great 80s beats, and you've got a weird kind of stretched out chaos emerald is the best way I can describe it. <laughs> oh, I thought it was one of those big gem ring suites that you'd oh, get. Oh, yeah, like, maybe. And yeah. you go, look, look at me, I'm a king, I've got a big gem on my I ring that you know as a king i'm entitled to lick it looks somewhere between that maybe some kind of fancy drill bit that you see that like it's made of gold it was very it, i'm not sure what it was but i think that's kind of the point that it's just a generic kind of sci-fi crystally big future crystal and, and it collides with a clock and george carlin is here to welcome us to the future 2688 to be precise yes and already we've got some fun little goofs here i i I said i was gonna laugh track i was gonna track the laughs yes i I just think i i laughed enough is what i will tell you i i'm not gonna bother with the tracking of the laughs there are great points where the you laughed so many times that i felt a moot point the point that was mooted i almost lost count because there's lots of what i would describe as great gags in this and Sam, are you, are you saying that these great gags are also solid gags? I would say they're solid gags, yes. I, I would, yeah. So it was not necessarily a moot point, but almost that you had to be mooted because you were laughing so much at the funny movie. Yes, I mean, I, I couldn't be mooted because of how much I was laughing. You know, things like George Carlin saying, you know, it's great here in the future. Bowling averages are way up, mini golf scores are way down. Oh, I mean, I, anyone would have been taken aback by by the sight of George Carlin in, in his future garb. Tell me, were you surprised to see GC back in the saddle after his previous outing on the cinema swirl? Well, it was a, a pleasant surprise to see him, is what I will say. I don't think I knew... I, I didn't know that he was in this. No, because I asked you before the break yeah. there, and you, uh, you were none the wiser. No, but I think maybe I had some kind of thing in the back of my mind that there was an old dude in it. But I didn't know that old dude was old Georgie Carlin. What's the weirdest thing? George Carlin doing a movie mm. where he doesn't do a swear word? Or Tom Hanks doing a movie where he does do a swear word? Tom Hanks, definitely. Yeah. I don't want to hear Tom Hanks swear. Saying all sorts. Yeah. Arse. Willies. <laughs> bollocks. You know. Cut out of Tom Hanks's mouth. Mr. Rogers himself. I don't know if I can even imagine Tom Hanks saying bollocks. <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard for me to visualise. I mean, I'm sure there's scenarios. I mean, if he was in the situation of the terminal, he would have definitely said bollocks. He would have done. I've got a question for you. 
Yeah. What's the audio version of the word visualize? Auditorize? Auditorize? <laughs> uh, that sounds. Uh, check out Cinema Soil exclusively available on the new Auditorize app. At Auditorize, we just compile podcasts because we don't know how any of this works yet. Yeah. Ah! Auditorize? There must be one. Visualize, but for audio. Or, or, aural, auralize. 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 Mr. Schwarzenegger, how did you figure out who did the murder? I realized who did it. (laughs) (laughs) So already it's established that in the future, things are peachy keen. Things are good. They're mega. They're mega. They're having a great time in the future. But that's only because the two saviors of the whole world who made everything good were Bill and Ted. And these guys are rock musicians. They're in a, a band. What, the Wild Stallions, but spelt with too many Ys. The Will Stillions. <laughs> another, another solid gag is that Ted's name is Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> which I <laughs> fuck it, I love that so much. That pro- that's the sort of shit that tickles me. That just like it's just it's it's a really simple joke that he's not Theodore Ted Logan. He's Ted Theodore. Lo- but it it it's very. I, I love it. I love it. There's layers to the jokes of this movie, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's definitely like this one's for the kids, this one's for the rowdy teens, and this one's for the dads and mums who know things like Oedipus complex and what that means. Like, well, there's, yes. there's many layers. It's stratified and very well done. So it never feels out of place when they dip their toe into these different types of humour. I was, you yeah. know, I was actually surprised that there's such a smorgasbord of solid goofs throughout this. I'd not realised it had an offer. I'm still not fully sure who this is pitched to as a, in terms of audience is it, it was it kind of a family jape or just or a teen movie maybe well much like every other fucking thing that has yeah. been on cinema swirl recently this did have its own animated series spin-off ah, okay that also did have its own serial so in that sense there was definitely a big kid element and what's actually weird about that animated series and i watched that as a kid as well because all the childhood cartoons were just movies but um (laughs) they did the voices for the first season uh bill and ted and george carlin uh so yeah Ah. There you go. Ah, nice fact. The Bill and Ted, they're the slackers in the yeah. in the in the vein that you thought they would be. <laughs> they introduce themselves here and they're jamming out and they jam out till it gets all smoky and hot. Yes. And you and I know what that's like, Sam. When you and I used to write stand up material together in our garage, yeah. smoke would billow out you know, just because the joke's so hot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd have to step outside and go, oh man, with this we maxed we, it out. There's too much power. Ch- using paper as well like these idiots. takes are just so scorching hot that they cannot be Whoa! contained in a carriage <laughs> <laughs> but i mean they're slack they can't really play their instruments they're just kind of playing at the idea of being in a, in a rock band they're filming each other they want to make a video before they can actually really play any music and the solution to that for them is to just get eddie van halen to come and play guitar for them which is very cute sam are they what some in the scene mm. would call posers posers Posers. Uh, I yeah, but they're, but then they're, they're just dorky kids having fun, aren't they? You know, I like it. I like that they've got a band that they're mucking around and having fun. Were Bill and Ted what you expected them to be? Almost exactly, yes, they were. They're uh, exactly on the kind of whoa, dude. Oh my god, uh, is is that your Bill or your your Ted of, of impression you're doing there now? Is that Ted? It, no, I've, what I've done is I've taken both and I've created a nice average of the of the voices of them here. So it's not oh. an impression of either. It's just it's a kind bled. of a, a, a bled. Yeah, 
It kind of trips into kind of cool London guy talking about stuff. You're like, no, you really, you do. Actually, it's not I know you want me to enter The Apprentice, okay? But I'm not going to do it, guys, okay? My dad would fucking kill me, okay? It's only a short step from that to the kind of California, whoa, dude. Oh, my God. Totally radical. Have a lot of time mm. for like both the this kind of totally tubular vacant voice and also yep. like the 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 valley girl type of voice as well. Like I could listen to those voices constantly. Yeah. I find them endlessly entertaining and they're fun voices. S- s- such a fun voice, my god! Mm. And they they do the excellent thing. They get excellent. Yeah. yeah, so we totally were right then that they did say excellent and so they preempted Wayne's World. Wayne's they World? did, Sam. They absolutely did. Okay. Now, someone had to look at someone's homework and I'm willing to wait all afternoon, Mike Myers. I don't care. Would you push no, away not, that sh- shagadelic now? We don't <laughs> want to hear any of that. This is an unrelated matter. Yes, we liked Shrek very much. Yes, it did teach us to feel again in the 21st century. But I think what I like most about Bill and Ted is not just the voice of Sam, but the, the specific weird words that they use. Like, oh, yes. Triumphant. Mm-hmm. And most. Most <laughs> blank. Most triumphant. Oh, there's a few examples of the wit. I think I've written down a few as we go on. But their kind of use of very, quite sophisticated kind of uh, florid language but because it's coming from their kind of California slacker voices florid that's yeah. a fucking fab word that is yeah that's oh, that mega like most florid dude I wonder if uh, Eddie Van Halen would be open to the collab though that's what I don't know I know now that there is a upcoming sequel to this yes soon yes I wonder if they might be able to get some big you know big rock and roll names involved at Va- Van Halen maybe who knows? Of uh, Van Halen himself, of Eddie... Van Halen himself, <laughs> of the folks, band Eddie. Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> if they can get him, that would be a real uh, real steal. Oh, and yeah, I bet they'll only get his cranky grandpa, <laughs> Edward Van Halen, instead. <laughs> Fly him in from Germany. Kevin, one of my favourite things from kind of American high school is the idea of flunking. Yes! I yes, love a flunk! I love flunk. You know, you used to get them in the pick and mix, you could have just, you pop in a couple of flunks and you could have them. <laughs> but they, and they were quite light, but they were big, you uh, know. But so they, if, if you had too many of them, you'd flunk out though, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's, what would, that's what would happen. I do, I, flunking is just failing, isn't it? It's big, big failing. You flunk Yeah, it. but in America, it's weird. It's like, instead of just like failing and being like kind of like and we we brand you with that like tss, you failed like mm. think about that instead in america it's like you have another go at it and you go to summer school Ugh. i want to go to summer school yeah. i want to go to camp they're flunking their classes so unless they get an a plus on their big report tomorrow which is an oral report then they're getting fully flunked I, I just love the idea of flunking. It's great. And that the teachers yeah. are saying you're flunking. It's not like that's their cool way of saying we're fake. Like, oh my God, we're flunking out. That like, This is the, the agreed upon term. And not only are they flunking out mm. uh, in class generally, within the class, I didn't know we were going to surfing because this was a total wipeout when these guys can't answer any of the basic historical questions. And I wrote down this scene, but it's me asking you about Lord of the Rings characters <laughs> in a blazer with my hands on my hips who was Saruman 
A uh, short dead dude. <laughs> he was like a Lord of the Ring dude. <laughs> uh, who was Joan of Arc? Noah's wife. Again, like, solid little gag there. Sim- simple, solid gag. They make a very good point here to point mm. out that the teacher and even the students themselves understand that Bill and Ted aren't bad, they're just dinks. Yeah, they're not They're not bad kids. They're nice kids. They're, they're doing their best. Well, they're, no, they're not doing their best, but they're not harming anyone. They're enthusiastic yes. about, about yes. the learning, mm. but they can't put two and two together or even pay attention to know that was the operation in question. They're too focused on wheeled stillions, aren't they? Exactly. I mean, everyone's focused on their scallions when it's coming up to the <laughs> harvest, Sam. Uh, so this movie, pretty much guaranteed, this is like the load-bearing pillar of the stepmom porn sub-fetish genre scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a category because of, of this. Bill's stepmom, who they point out straight away, was a senior when, when they, they were, were in freshmen. school. And yeah. she has a name, Missy, but she corrects him every time to make him call her Mommy. Yes. And it's so tense and fucking weird. Oh, yeah. God. I'm not fully on board with this and that you are right that it seems to have inspired a whole uh, almost generation of uh, pornographic producers to make stuff like this where that's the whole gimmick look i know stacy's mom has got us going on i'm not right? denying that <laughs> yeah and uh, you've waited apparently so long <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very strange, and the whole thing about like the dad oh, going that's out so with it. Oh, so creepy! It, I, I, uh, ah. the, like the kind of the only thing it's played the way it's played for yucks is that he kind of fa- everyone fancies his stepmom. Yeah, and he also sort of does as well. Yeah. Oh, he definitely does, and he's he's definitely conflicted about it. It's yes. Funny that he's attracted to a person who is against his will his mom now mm. and they've basically created there the plot of every <laughs> of every so much porn. pornography <laughs> that so has ever been conceived so much yeah. out there so yeah a contrast to that Bill's dad is a sleaze but Ted's dad is a total hard ass oh. and Sam we all know if you flunk out your ass is going right to military school young man <laughs> this just feels like a you know a, a big long list of cliches of this kind of and I'm probably basing that on The Simpsons you know the idea of flunking and going to military school because I watched one episode of The Simpsons where they got sent to military school but in, but, in The Sims as well Joe yeah. pointed out to me in The Sims that if your happen? kid is naughty goes to military school yeah. I could think of at least a dozen kind of cartoons from kids from Disney and Fox Kids it's a Nickelodeon where military school was a, an omnipresent worry for, for various children mm. and I was wondering if because this all happened around the late 80s and early to mid 90s did military schools get a kind of a bit of a bounce from all that kind of oh, they word of, word <laughs> they, of they mouth got a bit of extra publicity? Like, oh, maybe this would be right for my terrible child who I hate. <laughs> Oh, not from the kids who would be like, oh, I've heard about military school from these films where they say it's an awful punishment and you wouldn't want to go there and you'd have to travel through time to avoid going to military school. Yeah, so you got all these like savvy kids, like where like kids from recess, their parents are like, yeah, you want to go to military school? It's like Disneyland. Like, uh, no, thanks. It almost got me. I know that it sucks and it bites. <laughs> More kind of sci-fi world here because we've got George Carlin. He's being sent back to stop the lads from separating because this is all building up to the fact that if this goes ahead and they fail their report and they go their separate ways and Ted goes to military school, Bill goes wherever he's going to look at his perv on his mum or something, then... (laughs) 
the universe is going to go horribly wrong and everything's not going to be okay because the foundation of the whole society in the future is based on Bill and Ted's rocking band. I love what a strong, silly premise this is. Oh, it's great. And they're, they're, they're obviously, like, it's tongue-in-cheek. We know how stupid this is. We've got... You know, George Carlin putting on funny sunglasses to go back in time just because it looks cool and sci-fi. The phone booth now. Here, here's the question: mm. If someone was looking at the homework here, these people are certainly looking at someone else's homework. Oh, it's a tar, thought, isn't it? No, no one's gonna notice me nicking it from the swatty British exchange student <laughs> over here. Like you know, that's obviously a loving tribute to Doctor Who, isn't it? Must be. No, Doctor Tardis is who it is. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. The, actually, the name. And it was actually David Tennant in the rebooted one who pointed out that the, the character's not called Doctor Who, he's called Doctor Tardis, and he made them change <laughs> it on the credits. So. I, I'm sorry, Sam, I'm bluffing, because as I've mentioned before here, literally no one in Ireland watches Doctor Who. Like, no literally not, not a single person. No. We haven't even got an equivalent like Doctor Hatch. We haven't <laughs> even got that, you know, so we've no... <laughs> Or my proposed uh, series to RT, Dr. Come here and I'll look at it. <laughs> Be excellent to each other and party on, dude. Um, these are said by George Carlin and his kind of future society people. It's a, it's a good thing to live by, isn't it? Yeah, they're nice philosophies to have. Be excellent to each other and party on, dude. Oh, now, that, that's a problem, though, because some people might think that might be an excuse to party hard no and no no wait, wait when will we party when the party is right we will party hard and like but that's too loose a criteria no, and then it's just non-stop partying is what you're saying no mention of the strength of the party but just that the party must be going on you must just keep partying good be excellent each other and now and then have a few friends around and have a really great time yeah huh? still party yeah but they should know which bins to be putting stuff in because otherwise it'll just like any good from a party will be immediately undone by an hour going through three bins <laughs> no you know and yeah, that, no, no, maybe no. that could be the new philosophy for the new world yes the boys are trying to do their studying but Bill's stepmom is leaning forward in front of them and they, yeah. they, they <laughs> Kevin they see such a tiny little bit of boob and they're all like <laughs> Proper slack jawed, uh, wide eyes. Uh, yeah, it's all uh, very silly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, they're trying to study, and then like their dad comes in naked. He's like, get out of here, I want to have sex with my hot wife. And they're like, ah! And it's very uncomfortable. And he's like, I want to have sex in my son's room. What well, fucking <laughs> weirdo. Uh, my son, my son. So gross. This. Yes, do it. Have sex with me in your son's bedroom. I will. Get out of here, my son. <laughs> Let me use your bedroom for sex. I mean, when that was, like, very, very heavily implied that that's what was about to happen, Ted then goes, Oh, my God, dude, he's going to, like, bonk your mom in your own bedroom. I'll tell you what, that was not being excellent to your son. Now, no, it? no. Uh, it might have been parting on, but it wasn't being excellent. I mean, I just hope... Do you think Dad would change the sheets afterwards? Oh, shit. I, you I know what so. I mean? I'm just saying, like... It's dark. Oh, come on now. Lines but are crossed here. Thank God George Carlin falls out of the sky into the Circle K parking lot to prevent all of this nonsense from going on any longer. I like that they tempered their crazy words at this point because we get, Whoa, not bad. <laughs> like that. And Bill and Ted meet Bill and Ted from the future. I, I do love, uh, you know, future and past versions of themselves meeting each other. That's fun. A little bit of split screen. Yes, please. Oh, what I'm number were they thinking of, Sam? <laughs> 
If you guys really are us, what number are you thinking of? 69, dudes! <laughs> Sorry, it's a cat came in here and started standing around. <laughs> Off you go. Clear. Hey, Off hey, you go shoot. now. Yeah, 69. It's the, fun, it's the fun sex number, isn't it? I'll tell you what these two coming back from the future is. It's basically an ad for the second act. It's like, oh, this next bit is fucking brilliant. There's like time travel. You go on an adventure. There's princesses. I'm giving you a clue that you need to wind your watch. Yeah, it's like a little like coming up later on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. All this stuff. So you've got that to look forward to. Uh, so bodacious. have a wee now, you know? Bodacious is a good word that they use. Oh. Bodacious is a word that has excellent mouthfeel. You know, it really does. Bodacious. Yeah, it's nice. Chewy. And the coolest thing to say when you travel back in time is, we're history. (laughs) What, they are are themselves history because they are travelling back in time. It's historic. Now, Sam, who do you think has got the time travel in a mode that you would much rather? Are you going on the DeLorean with Dr. Brown? Or are you going in the phone booth with Rufus? I I'd probably say phone booth with Rufus. It, it seems yeah. more. It seems slightly less chaotic. I liked when it was all functional. Phone working. Rufus, as it's also known, <laughs> the, the the phone book with the numbers in, and you just dial where you want to go in time I, and. Space. I noticed as well they had done it like in styles of like ads and stuff, like to make yeah. it colourful. Like so, it's not like very difficult for Bill and Ted. It's it's done in a way that because they're visual learners. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I liked that fun book. That was nice. They should do a, a hard copy of that. You know, like a, what, a phone book, a phone book with all the different historical places <laughs> in it. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, Sam, not that much has happened in history. No. What would you go to? The famine, would you? Nineteen sixteen, huh? Would you? Uh, probably not. No. No. I'd be old, and there'd be no Pokemon Go either. <laughs> I've got no signal here. This is rubbish. But I'm going back. So, we get all these clues, and Rufus makes it clear that the clock in San Dimas, California, is always running. And then he's like, off you go, lads. time travel rules are vague at best in this. Yeah, you're on your own now. Off I go. Yeah, immediately he leaves them unsupervised. Oh, no, actually, they they have brought back uh, Napoleon, haven't they? Yeah, no, so they go to Austria in 1805, Mm. which gets my favourite, whoa, yeah, which is most unprecedented. (laughs) (laughs) Which I really hope at least one lawyer has used that in a a case in court, like, this, your honour, is most Most unprecedented. unprecedented. But yeah, Napoleon tries to kill them, and in doing so, he accidentally falls into the time time vortex. Which I will say, this was the only moment in the movie where it had what I call the Super Mario Brothers effect, where mm. everything, both visually, the aging of the visuals, and tonally they were trying to do, just got a bit overwhelming. And I was yeah. like, I, I got like a headache in this bit. Uh, yeah, I see what you say. The kind of this, the CGI green screeny kind of mm. tumbling through time thing was all And there, yeah. even if Napoleon is flowing down there with, if you close your eyes, that's <laughs> still not going to make it any better for me. <laughs> I, I love that Ted's little brother Deacon is charged with looking after Napoleon. I don't see how that could go wrong. But that's a that's a fun little B plot, isn't it? Deacon isn't looking it? after Napoleon. And Great as stuff. well, the fact that Napoleon is the size of a child is very funny. Mm. Also, I like the casting of Deacon, very authentic younger brother to Keanu Reeves. Yes, yes, it's that was pretty much bang on that casting. Here's a question, actually, because I've realised we've went through a lot of the movie now without even kind of bringing this point up, but mm. Keanu Reeves, not dour, not no. sour, 
you know? Fun time party guy. What do you think of Keanu specifically? I really, the thing I can't, the, the thing I focused on the most is the way that he kind of moves his head and his body around. They kind of bob it like, what? yeah, what? I can't, I can't do it, but it's Yeah, just... you're right, he does, he, he, <laughs> he has that almost Al Pacino effect of being fascinated by everything around him, oh, you know, yeah, everything yeah. he sees is like, wow. Yeah. He's got I love it. A spark of curiosity to him, and a, yes. a kind of, he's almost like a, a fun little puppy just looking around and in, enjoying seeing everything. Is it weird to see It's weird Keanu. to see him look so young, and to see him look so happy and excited. Oh, he's strange. God, I'll tell you what, that, that, Bill, and, I, that Bill and Ted 3, if it comes out, that'll be a, when it's, it's this year, I think, 2020, yeah. 22k. That'll be, a, that'll be a gut punch in the feelings, whether they want it to be or not. Yeah, I wonder if you can still do that whole kind of bouncy, fun-time guy vibe. I, I love them trying to pronounce some of these historical names, by the way. Sigmund Frude. Frude. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was Sigmund Frude. Sigmund Frude. Beef oven is great. Beef oven is excellent. Beef that does oven. make me hungry. Yes, oh, put, put a bit of beef in the oven. They're, they're back in New Mexico, 1879, in the Old West. And they're just, they're, they're so happy-go-lucky, they're amazed they didn't get carded in the bar. They managed to get <laughs> served drinks. That's the thing that's most exciting to them. I'm amazed that they got beer. I thought it would have just been risky. Risky. Whiskey, the whiskey. Red is Can't you drink your whiskey? <laughs> uh, now here's the thing, Sam. I've always looked back in awe at shows like Deadwood and yeah. movies like The Good, The Bad, and The Whiskey, and seen all those naughty cowboys drink down that horribly spicy drink, which yeah. I drank too much of at one point in my life, and therefore ruined the flavor of forever. And now it just makes me gag. But I'd always watch them drink their whiskey and go, "Oh, what a tough old cowboy they are now for drinking yes. that." And they're drinking a whole bottle, so they are. Well, apparently it was very low percentage back then, so fuck oh. cowboys. Oh, it's just mostly water. Just brown and water, that's all it yeah. is. Oh, well, we get introduced to Billy the Kid, who I'm not 100% sure I know who that is. He's a notorious outlaw. I think I just knew he was an old Wild West guy, and that's that's all I know. And he, he goes by the name Billy the Kid. I'm pretty much Bill and Ted in this film, really, in terms of historical knowledge. I'm not that... Up on it. Oh, really? You didn't, do you not know who most of these people oh, were? No, I know who they are. I know, I, Really, I know who they are, but I've kind of forgotten most of the, the pressing pertinent details. Tell you what, for each of them, can we see if you can conjure up a fact then? Like, is sure. There, do you have a Napoleon fact? Do you know anything about Napoleon? He was very short. Now, we've literally just said that on this podcast. And <laughs> that does not qualify his knowledge. Led the French <laughs> army to... He got Ooh. he got blown up. Did he? No. No, I'm pretty sure he died in a jail on his own, thinking yeah. he was a failure. Um, you're, what you're thinking is because of his surname, Bo- Bonaparte. Bonaparte. I think he thought he that might he have was got like, blown apart. Oh, Napoleon only got blown apart, didn't yeah. he? Did he lead the French army to victory in in one of the wars? What, like the First World War? No, or the, not? The, 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 oh, the not World War. Yes. <laughs> Yes, World War Zero. War Point Zero, it was called. Yep. It was the prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty cool. If I really think about it, I don't know that much about who Napoleon is or what he did. And this is this is going to get very embarrassing if you quiz me more and more about these historical figures. That's but... right. We'll, we'll gauge the embarrassment and edit right. it out as necessary. <laughs> okay. I know that he was an emperor once. Ah. And I, I, I like emperors. Mm-hmm. Palpatine, Bonaparte, Penguin. All... <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a quality 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 penguin to be honest yep. it's probably my favorite penguin now that mm. you mention it so yeah i'll tell you something i like about the historical figures and obviously we're talking about billy the kid now it doesn't make as much sense but mm. all the historical figures speaking in their native tongues yes I, I like that a lot i like that they go to socrates socrates and they have an old chat with him and he's speaking ancient greek and they don't know what's going on no they don't they don't just cast you know people to just do just american voices and just speak in english and stuff like that which yeah, I, I would have probably expected from this. Yeah, I but there I, might I be did some too. kind of Babelfish magic, you know, reason plot reason why everyone's speaking English, but they, they don't yeah. they don't do that. And that's why Ben Stiller does the voice of Socrates instead, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> so Billy the Kid kinda gets them into a, a big scrape here. He's kinda he needs two men for some kind of scam or you know, jape scrape. Con. It's, if you're a cowboy, I'm pretty sure it's a shenanigan. It's some sort of cowboy shenanigan. A bar fight ensues. The boys give some cowboys a wedgie, I think, at one point. And then they escape with Billy the Kid all the way back to Athens. 410 BC, baby. Now, Socrates, who they pronounce as Socrates, Socrates. after yeah. already calling him Socrates, they give him all his best ideas. Yes. Like, uh, pretty much every single one. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. It's that I had your familiarity with with hair Socrates? metal. Oh, okay. <laughs> or Socrates. I'm not that familiar with it. I know a bit of Metallica stuff from back in the day. No, see, I was wondering if that was in reference to like a heavy metal track, which I'm almost convinced been. it probably was. Yeah, like. I'm sure it will have been, but I don't know what the song was. I mean, maybe he was talking about the winds had changed there as well, and started whistling a little bit of that, like you know, to get him into the mood. You know what it is, so crates. Oh my God, is that. You know, uh, for whom the bell tolls, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> Radical. The three things that man needs. Fuel, fire, and that which Jabba he desires. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. When they did their tribute to Metallica on MTV2 back in the day, and Avril mm. Lavigne did a, did a version of, did of, she do of Fuel, she fuel. did. And she fucking, she, she belted uh, it out, so she did. Wow, I need to see that. It's great. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me Jabba Dabba da. She fucking belted it out, mate. It was uh, great. Fucking belted it out. Right. Uh, so they head to England next, the mm. 15th century, when it was fucking proper, mate, yeah? Back in the good old days. Wait. Remember summers in the 15th century? Kicking about on your bikes, you know? just Back then, mate, you know, boys could be boys, you know? Those it's glory days, mate. Yeah, Surfs could be surfs, you know? <laughs> the long, hot 15th century summer, mate. You know, the hosepipe ban. We all remember it. Yeah, and we we swore an oath of fealty that summer, and we were happy. We were. <laughs> and, you, you know, your mum and dad, they'd let you play out all night, and then you, maybe you'd come back and you'd you'd had your arm chopped off by a knight or something, but but that would just say, oh, that's just wear and tear. And, and they'd you tussle know. your hair, and they'd they yeah. go... Go on up you them stairs. I bet you'll come down them stairs in the morning as fast as you went up them. <laughs> One of my favourite things that Bill says to Billy the Kid is, Billy, you are dealing with the oddity of time travel with the greatest of ease. That's just this really sweet thing to say. That's a really nice thing for that young boy to say. What is what's funny about all the historical figures is how quickly they immediately get on board with travelling through time for no apparent reason. Yeah. Everyone they meet, they're happy to be a part of the group. Like, there's no clash of cultures between all of these people from very different places and different times. Despite some of them not knowing the language and therefore not having any idea what's going on at all. I mean, even if you if you do speak English, this is going to be a, a complete mind-boggling situation. But if you don't, you're just about, what 
on earth is going on? There's no Bill or Ted to explain it to you. They can't speak the language. So, Bill may love stepmoms, but Ted loves princesses, particularly these historical babes that he doth lay his eyes on, and we are then informed that Ted is the ladies' man of the group. Yes, he instantly falls in love with these two princesses that he can see from a distance in a balcony, and Bill reliably informs him that you know, it's a history report, not a babe report. I mean, they already got A-pluses in their babe report, like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't see what the problem was. Lads, you're flunking everything apart from babe studies, <laughs> which you're, you're doing, I must say, most excellently in. And, you know, your biology and your physics are poor, but your weird science is very, very good. <laughs> also, I mean, these are these are kids dicking around, so it's, it's really cute when they're playing Star Wars while wearing kind of, you know, medieval, medieval armour. Armor, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's sweet. And because it's England in the 15th century and we were happy back then, the princesses have to marry terrible men and they try to present themselves as being eligible bachelors being the duke of ted bill's like the earl of preston or something like that pretty and, good uh, yeah i mean he's got a town surname though hasn't he, has he got so. a town surname so he can get away with that but the the duke of ted it's very very funny very silly i will say though to sam i was going to call you town for a second <laughs> town chaplain town. ted would be a great name for a town oh yeah where are you sure, from we'll ted? pop into ted there now and get a few bits and pieces and go to the cinema afterwards sure. i one thing I, I i just want to take a break from the podcast for a second to talk to you i mean this is still the podcast but I, sam are you are you stepping into a corner or a place some sort of a new subsection okay give me a second oh here we are in a little subsection here. One of my favourite things I've realised to do is that if you're on Google Maps and you're kind of in the sticks somewhere, kind of out of the way in the in the countryside, just zoom in enough that you see some of the little names of various towns and villages in the area. And it's, it's always a laugh riot. They'll be called, like, Hamby... Humby, Little Humby upon the Wald, Wrestling Thorpe, and Wrestling Thorpe. No, there wasn't a Wrestling Thorpe, but there was one with wrestling in it, and I can't remember where I saw it or where it was, but it was just like a little town of like Wrestling Bottom or like Wrestle Town. If you have extra time to spare taking your train, take the long commuter route that goes through all the small towns, and that yes. is how you too can find Splundon. <laughs> where is it? No one knows. Gag Beast, Spelkton. It's just all, it's Kong. Just, <laughs> so many silly English place names. Three pigeons. <laughs> I Although not, no, those are these are Irish ones I'm bringing up now. I realize yeah. this is the contest. No, I was enamored with with British town names when I first came to the country. I actually found the other day going through all my old notebooks. I had one when I first moved to Lincoln and met you, yeah. which I used to fill up with fake English town names. Mm. Bury on the woods. Yeah. Shockshire. You know, lots of <laughs> very easy. Like, if you sit down and think about it, it's a good mindfulness activity. Fake English town names. Yes. I do think Ted could just fit very nicely in there. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Ted. Ted! It works. Yeah. Oh, Ted. Sounds good. Yeah. Now, they get into another scrape here. Because they shouldn't be down in wherever they are in the in the castle. Yeah, they're like that's not the that's not the Duke of Ted. I'm the Duke of Ted. Ted falls down some stairs and it looks like he gets stabbed by a, a, a nasty knight. And Bill's response to seeing his friend Ted dead is bogus, heinous, most non-triumphant. And I, I would love if when I die, people react like that to my death. I'm worried if I said, if you died and I said this is most untriumphant, <clears throat> that everyone would immediately go, it's a very particularly strange choice of words, Kevin. Non-triumphant? What? And yeah. I'd be, oh, no, no, I was a, 
Bill and Ted reference. Like, oh, okay, it's just right, that your right. OTP has died and you've... <laughs> most non-triumphant. Most non-triumphant. Are you a serial killer? No. <laughs> now, there is something that happens here mm. that maybe we should address. Mm. It's one of these sign of the times deals that happens. Oh, there's a few of these in this movie. Mm, yes. So keep in mind this excellent adventure happened in 1989. <laughs> Yes, so, so it what turn- was excellent then may be weird and scary to you now. It turns out that Ted's alive. He fell out of his suit. He he, he saves Bill by bonking a uh, a medieval dickweed, and that's a quote uh, on the head. And they they hug. They're reunited. They hug, and then immediately they say a, a bad homophobic slur. But uh, you know, it's it's not good. And I think the the actors involved have both said they cringe at it and they wouldn't do it now and it was just oh, a kind yeah. of you know and reflective of attitudes at the time and things that's that not excusing attitudes said. of the no, time no, or no, suggesting like- it was anything i mean yeah it, it's it's in there and i'll tell you what it does even though there's a few moments where it kind of the age of it shows a little bit later in the movie this is i would say like a sore thumb degree like this is a very yes you know I, I flash out of nowhere like if you were watching this movie you would not be expecting at this point having the good time for that word to appear. No. And it, you know, it, it mostly has a pretty spotless record apart from some really big spots here. But it, it's, I think, in terms of films from the 80s aging badly, this has done all right compared to some. I mean, where do you put this up against, say, like Back to the Future, which had some dodgy ish bits in it we, we, when we were watching yeah. it? And I know Ghostbusters had a few bits again that were slightly like passe in in this day and age i think this comes out mostly all right yeah surprisingly all right is what i would say not like uh was it ace ventura when we we avoided that by a frog's hair and everyone's like (laughs) when you watch that movie you will never think of the 90s ever again bill clinton will be your least favorite president that now the, the two lads, they meet the princesses and they ask them to prom, which is quite Aww. sweet. Yeah, even though they're back in 15th century England, they're like, um, you know, uh, uh, reciting a message of love. Will you come to prom with us, dude? Like, prom sounds like a feudal lord that they would pray to. Like, prom! <laughs> All hell strong prom. in his castle. <laughs> Prom's grip on the Midlands ever stronger as he squeezes more gold from his serfs. Another solid historical gag is put them in the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden? Excellent! Execute them. Bogus! <laughs> They're kind of like Pokemon, aren't they? Just like with their little blah, yeah, their little uh, noises. They're very easy yeah. to write for Bill and Ted, I imagine. They are. I, I, I would say so. Now, they get caught and punished and they're going to be executed the phone booth is carted in front of them i was like what happened to billy and socrates here what's going on there and ah, it's a ruse mate they've they've been hustled it's the old switcheroo they've switched the briefcases mate they're the executioners it's a trick they escape on a wagon off they go yeehaw 15th century England. Who would have thought Billy the Kid and Socrates would be such a fucking powerful unit? A great team. Yeah, a proper tag team. Now, they go to the future, and at this point when they go to the future, the soundtrack has uh, some interesting developments, and basically get a photo and be like, Bono? You know that 1992 <laughs> U2 sound you're looking for? Well, take a listen to this. <laughs> 
It's soulful, is what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, yeah. They they managed to escape. The thing gets bonked, doesn't it? The the antenna on the on the time machine. It gets eagle eyed there, Sam. Yeah. You're eagle eyed. Yeah. The people in George Carlin Future Zone, they're all strumming air guitars together, and they all wear sunglasses, and they all say "excellent," and they're excellent and um, partying on and stuff. And Bill and Ted come to this world and interact with them, and they say, you know, be excellent to each other and party on, dude. And they're they're having an impact on the culture. Then I'm confused by this this uh, future. But it seems when they arrived that they are already the deities. They're like right. it wasn't they're like the being, case like, that they arrived and, and them doing that made oh, so that, that so. wasn't what made it. Into yeah, yeah. No, it was it right. was literally the music of Wild Stallions, you see, because you see holographic images of Bill and Ted in massive coats. Yes, uh, really big they're, coats. I don't know really? why they're such big coats. Well, like, that's what a big star they were, Sam. You know, yeah. I mean, you and I only could master a parka at best, and that's because we're mega stars. But you know, you stars of that magnitude, you should see Paul McCartney's coat. You know, <laughs> it, it keeps it keeps the wife and kids in it. It's it's a two up, two down. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kevin, while all this has been going on, Deacon has only gone and taken Napoleon out for ice cream. In a weird place. Yes. I, I don't Ziggy, like this Ziggy place. Piggies. Ziggy Piggies. Ziggy Piggy. Now, this is one of the things, we've talked this before about, like, when you're going to a place, usually a student union type of a place, where you mm. want to go get, or to a college bar and you want to get a, a big breakfast, and it's like, oh, can I have the... Massive fucking gut breakfast, please. Yeah, yeah. Can I, I have was the, big fan the, of those. the love handles supreme? Or can I have the I sweat when I eat special, please? And they always have some sort of a horrible guilt ripping name on them. There was one in Lincoln. I can't remember where the, the place was or what buster. it was called. But it, no, there was like you could get like a. But the name of it was just like bucket of pig piss. Like it was such, <laughs> like such a gross name for this thing. And then the description is like, "Have at it, you fucking pig! <laughs> Get your sack of bits, you fucking animal! Eat it, eat it down, you!" We didn't bother giving you cutlery, but what I like here is that the, he eats the big ice cream. The and he manages piggy. to eat the whole thing, the big special mm-hmm. the special pig ice cream. And then they go in and go, wow, he had the whole ice cream. And they give him a special badge. And then they go, you must be a pig. And then they go, oink, oink, oink. oink, oink, oink and pig. they run away. Now, yeah. I know Napoleon doesn't speak English, but I'm pretty sure oink, oink, oink translates. <laughs> yes, he will still be insulted by that. And then the, uh, the man versus food credits roll, of course. And uh, that's the end of the episode. It really felt like he was like, you know, proper endurance challenge eating a lot of ice cream. I was really hoping to see Napoleon do the rare, never seen white sick. (laughs) (laughs) That is the rarest sick of them all, friends. If you've seen the rare blue eyes white sick in its oh, native habitat, God. it's something else. The time machine is malfunctioning. It's all going they're, wrong. They're, it's going wrong, but they're still picking up figures of note, including, but not limited to, fruit. Fruit. Pe- petty faloos in dudes. Fruits. <laughs> <laughs> petty faloos in dudes. <laughs> Sigmund Froud, pay for Lou in dudes. Oh, God. Well, you remember Froobs, right? I remember Froobs, pay for Lou in tubes. Petty for Lou in tubes. Yeah, no, no. It's Petty for Lou in I get the reference, but Sigmund Froud, pay for Lou in dudes. (laughs) What's better than this? Petty for Lou in dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Uh, We got Beef beef Oven. oven. Yeah. Joan of Arc. Noah's wife. Grungus Kong. Yep. Yep. He's and there. the nightmare before Christmas himself, Abraham Lincoln. 
<laughs> yes, and this booth is getting pretty darn full. Yeah, I was like kind of, even when there was two extra in there with them, I was like, this is enough. They're just kind of waving their arms in the air, almost like they just don't care, Sam. And they're, yeah. they're doing this through the realms of time, and I feel that would be bad for the skin. I think so, but I think that kind of party vibe Dry from Bill and Ted has carried on. They're just like waving around. Even if you're in the unimaginable vortex of time, you can still have a fun time with Bill and Ted. That's how strong they're excellence is dude so the antenna is broken though which Mm. means that they get sidetracked meanwhile napoleon is cheating at bowling just like he bloody cheated at war hey and yeah he's cheating at bowling messes up he does some proper french swearing which i I love med 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 med. he's very very upset i got so into this just because i thought about like i thought about the actor and like just the fact that he's in this movie and he has to like really really put across napoleon the historical figure and everything Mm. you know about him in this kids movie really and not do it so much that it's like too scared like he the guy who does this does such a fucking good job like they be able to make people laugh without using just you know verbiage or jokes or anything like that and even though he speaks french you know what he's saying and you know how he's coming across i thought this guy stole the goddamn show he did i i spent a lot of time looking at that act and kind of thinking about him because he really puts us all into that into that role do you think he's like a full-time napoleon impersonator who they because it wouldn't be like a regular old actor you'd think right it's a very specific role it could be I don't know. Or, because I don't know what he was doing, was hmm. it Jules Holland? <laughs> well, <laughs> we got the old Geolingo, Jules. I don't see him play any boogie-woogie piano during any part of this, so that's Work how you know it's Jules. Work for your hootenanny, Jules. Work for it. So the lads are crudely trying to fix the antenna they've got. Like, I, I think, like, pudding cartons and bits and... But they're just wrapping all sorts of salad tape pudding and stuff. that comes in a metal can, though. Yeah, yeah. please. I mentioned yeah. Petty Flu earlier, and that would be in a kind of a crinkly old thing. Mm. I, I want my goo in a solid can like that. You want Froob's pay for loo in like a canteen, you know, like a solid thing. I want Franz. I want petty flu in cans. Franz. <laughs> you know, that's what I want. No, not Flans. Get those out Franz. of here. I will not Franz, eat them. Franz, please. Franz. So they try to fix the antenna. They, they end up back in in the car park from the start. They meet themselves meeting again. Their past selves. They do the 69 dudes thing. They do the exact same lines that they've heard themselves say before. I but think they don't realise. That's the thing what I love about it. Is that they're they don't... just so kind of happy. Go- they're, they're, that's just them being authentically themselves. They're not trying to remember what they said and repeating it. They're just yeah. doing it because that's who they are. Like time travel poses so many more questions and mm. headaches, really, if you had a character who would be like, wait a minute. I've said this to them before. What should I say now? Well, this impacted. And then you, all of a sudden you realize it's the time paradox, Snake. What have you done? But these guys are such vacant idiots. And it's like, oh, wow, it's us. You're going to have a great adventure. 69, 69 dude. Yeah. And they end up uh, after that back at Bill's stepmom's. And they only have two hours to go until yes. big main event. Mm. And for some reason, the historical figures have to help out with chores. I can't remember why, but I... Missy what, won't give them a lift until right. Bill has done <laughs> yeah. his chores. I'll tell you what, furthering Kevin, his fetish even more, like... It's, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen a fast motion montage in a film yeah. set to jaunty music. Very uh, jaunty. Yeah. 
you know, that that kind of fun, everyone's moving around at, at double speed. I mean, say what you will, Sam, it does look goofy, but if you want to clean the house really fast, it is the most efficient way to do it, like, you Get know. Get a bunch of historical figures from the past to come and help you. It's how I did Christmas decorations this year. It's how oh, I took sorry, down you, the Christmas decorations in Fast it, Forward. Oh, I, was, I thought you meant you, you got the help of historical figures, but you meant you just pressed, like, two times on the remote. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah oh, yeah, no, yeah. I was up to 16 at one point, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, Not going yeah. to the full 30, though, because then no, you can't No, 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 because then you get lost in the vortex that you yes. do, and you wouldn't want that. Now, it's no, bad on the legs, particularly coming up to that. Christmas. They, they get to Deacon, who has ditched Napoleon, and they confront him by saying, You ditched Napoleon? And his response... He was a dick, is a great response from Deacon there. I mean, that could have been your fact for Napoleon, is that he was he a was dick. He was a dick. Now, I didn't twig earlier. Ted briefly mentions that there's a water park called Waterloo. And they love water parks. They love like, water for them, parks. It's like, it's, like one of the, it's like pizza for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Hero Turtles. You know, guitars are up there. Water parks are pretty close second, probably, for these lads. A babe with an axe in a wapa? That's a water park. Most very good. <laughs> I I didn't twig. Yeah, I didn't twig that thing that the water park is called Waterloo and it's Napoleon going to to Waterloo. He's finally going to Waterloo. There we go. <laughs> and that's where he goes. I can't tell if that's because it's called Waterloo and he just goes there because it's Waterloo, or because he genuinely is, uh, you know, attracted to the idea of, of water slides. But he he has a great time there. Mamma mia. I'm in Waterloo, wow, 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 Waterloo. <laughs> That's how it goes, isn't it? <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme a ride to Waterloo. <laughs> so he's he's having a fun time at the water park. He's but you no know, knocking kids out of the way, loving it, having a great time. Hijinks, hijinks are ensuing. Here. So many hijinks. All of these guys. Joan of Arc is getting into aerobics. Beethoven is being upsold by a keyboard salesman. They're all having great fun hijinks. Basically what's happened, Sam, is they're having too many hijinks concurrently. And a yeah. mall can only handle so many individual hijinks one at a time. When they all happen at once, they just tipped it over. Five-star and like rating. They've been left by Bill and Ted to kind of enjoy modern them Californian and American culture and see what they think of it and report back so the best place to leave them is a shopping mall right that's yeah, where you that's, get all of your America because they don't have any culture and that's what they no. have instead and that is as good as it yeah it's as good as it so it is it's, it's the it's same right. thing yeah oh, opera and ballet we've got orange Julius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all get in too much trouble and they get arrested by mall cops, but the mall cops are real cops because they go to real police prison. Genghis Khan using a skateboard is yes. almost as cool as Legolas using a shield as a skateboard, but I'm not get- sure if it's as cool or not. Genghis on a skateboard, I know, I know, it's serious. What a brilliant scene. I'm glad there's a skateboard in here. I was delighted to see some sick moves from Genghis. They all get booked by dad, and that's the mm. worst when your dad arrests all your friends. Let them out yes. of jail, dad. Oh my god. I didn't realise up until this point that Ted's dad was uh, a cop. Yeah, because he had an figures. NRA like, windbreaker yeah. on earlier. I, it all I, makes I, I sense. called him Gun Dad. That's what I called him. <laughs> gun Dad. Go ask your gun father. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> You'll say those sounded like characters that you'd unlock in Tekken, but that might be too niche that you would have Gun Dad in there. 
Oh, I thought it'd be like a really angry, a really angry eight-year-old boy. It'd be like, who are your characters you're drawing in your book? They're like, this is Gundam. <laughs> you're not allowed to look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Get away, Dad. This is Gundad. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I've got Gundad right here. And Gundad doesn't grab me, and he doesn't try and tell me who my mates are, yeah? I, I love that while all this is happening, we cut back to the reports happening. Hashtag big presentation. These oral reports happening in front of the entire class. I, this surely can't happen in the American school system. Is this a real thing? They'll I come thought, up like, a presentation in front of everyone in the entire school, by the looks of things, or at least the year group. Literally, when I watched this, what I thought was, because they show this big speech, and it's quite a mm. good speech, the first one they show, it's very thoughtful, and then they cut to Bill and Ted's teacher looking at it, and then looking at his watch, and I'm like, mm. oh, is their, like, history teacher so good that he also works, like, as, like, an academic, and this is, like, at a big conference down the road, and he's like, <laughs> I gotta get to that big presentation for Bill and Ted, which will be in front of ten people. No, but no this, this is, is a presentation. A, this is yeah. a big production. Yeah, please. Mm. Then we have some... Bill and Ted planning to steal Ted's dad's keys, which he lost earlier in the film, after they've done the report, but in the past, so that they can leave them for themselves in the present. Oh, I do like a bit of trippy time travel stuff, because this is very trippy time travel stuff. Whoa! Whoa, dude, later on we'll steal keys from your dad in the past and leave them for ourselves now in the here and now, man. Whoa! Like, this is a movie that is much more concerned with the fun things you could do with time travel mm. than any of the consequences. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Because yeah, Back to the Future is just like constant consequence, consequence, consequence. Yeah. Like the reason we're going back in the re- in the first place is because something is already wrong with time mm. travel. Like I just love its constant problems. And this is just like, wow, I can put my dad in a bin if I just think about it hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> Yay, time yeah. travel! Like they've I- left themselves a future message that tells them when. To to duck to get out of the way of someone and yeah the, the trash can on the head thing i don't know how time travel has made Me that neither. possible but it's just a bit of fun and it says wild stallions rules on the trash can, which is getting the branding across you know and then they all come back they get there in the end they get to high school they get to high school it's time for the presentation and they've brought all of their historical friends along with them and also and- the crew who've put together this light and sound show for them I mean, they must have that must have happened off screen because that would have taken a long time and they didn't have much time left. A lot of but choreography there. Billy the Kid shooting a gun in a high school. Oh boy, was it a different time back then in America. Am Yay! I right? Jeez. Uh, he could shoot a gun and you could get a round of applause for it. Yeah, that <laughs> ain't happening really again anytime mm-hmm. soon. Like. And Bill finally goofs about having a, a minor Oedipal complex because of his hot stepmom. And that also means he wants to kill his dad as well, just yeah. so we're aware of that, right? Yeah. That's what you get for having sex with my mom and your mom in my room! Ah! <laughs> I want gun dad, not you! <laughs> get away from me! I love that t- Ted saying that uh, Genghis Khan totally ravaged China and also Oshman's sporting goods earlier in the, in the day. Which is just, uh, and was like, thing. And I love this as well because earlier in the movie, the teacher mm. said, "Like you know, your presentation, you're gonna to have to pull out some something special, like implying that I don't want just a regular report from you. You're gonna to have to do some sort of an interactive element." Like, and I think unwittingly by bringing all these here, mm-hmm. the figures to do the work for them, they have. In the eyes, I guess, of the students and the teachers, they have like gotten all of these really authentic performers to come yes. and actually do this big song was, and dance number. I was going to say, what do the people watching this think is happening? I think they think that it's the best dance show. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, fair enough. That would still be amazing. And it, it gets a big response from the crowd. Abraham Lincoln saying, party on, dudes. Um, yeah, they get Lincoln is in the main event. Like, you keep him for, for the main event slot, obviously. I don't know if you've ever done a oral report or a presentation or anything like that that was so good that an encore is demanded of you. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Oh, no, I will say, I mean, I've done a lot of speeches in my time, and, mm. like, I have went back on when we've done comedy, I went on, I've told another joke, and then it's never been as good as the one that I'd already done. So, no, because there's, he, a, there's a tip for aspiring stand-up artists. If they say more, no way in hell that your it. next joke, because you've already used your best jokes. Yes. Not only your best joke, your best three jokes. Yeah, you, you will have opened with your second best joke and closed with your first best joke. What are you going to come on with at the end? Your third best joke? You put that in the middle. There was a stand-up comedian I saw once in Ireland who was from mm. America and he did a killer like one and a half hour set he fucking slayed it was so good and people were literally begging him in tears of laughter to come back on and tell another joke he's like okay then he just stood up and complained for 10 minutes about central heating systems and immersion heaters in Ireland and how they're different than in America and it was just like uh. oh at the end we had all just kind of gotten angry at him for having a pop at our immersion yeah you mm. have to plan to have your hot water what's the matter can't you plan your day and yeah we just kind of felt it ruined it but one time i did get at a debate i did a i did a point of information at the end right yeah. and i was a, i was a big time debater back in the day i was fucking i, I was gold medal winning debater in in skill sure. and i i made a point at the end that was a really good point and yeah. everyone started clapping and then some people just started going Woo! And, and I just put my hand in the air because I didn't know what to do. Right. So I just went like that. Was, so you made a really good point. You were like, actually, mate, you're a wanker. Yeah, and that's it what had, I imagine it had debating that effect, is like. But it was like it was like a fact. The person right. had, had misrepresented something about like science. I think you could have cloned a mic. Is what you could have done. That might have been a thing. But this my, is maybe... my speaking voice is too loud to necessitate uh, yeah. the, the amplification. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think any speech where you're asked to come back and do more is like, that's not how speeches work. I mean, it's absolutely an A-plus speech, you know. They've got that A-plus. Is there anything other than music that could have an effective encore? Because if someone's done a great dance, you're going to go on and dance some more, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. It's inappropriate. I mean, music is fine. I think comedy, sometimes it can happen. Have you ever seen a comedian do a comeback joke that's been as good as the material they had already done? No. Ah, but then, then like, I guess, like, they are... Sometimes you, uh, stand-up will structure their act that when they go off, they know they're going to come back on and do a little extra bit That's, at the end. that's not that's the same. Different. That's, that's different. That's not being tempted. An, actu- an actual impromptu encore. Yeah. I mean, if you're a musician, you can play a couple of extra songs. It's it's when you've run out of stuff and you then try and like fill the void with some extra bits and bobs. I'm glad Bill and Ted didn't do it. They didn't come back and go, hey guys, we, we found another historical figure, but we haven't had time to rig up the lighting rig or really, really learn anything from anything. Here we go. So they head back in time and send everyone off to their various locations. We come yep. back a little bit later and they've got an A plus in their report, mm-hmm. but they still still seem to be back in the same old rut they were in the first place, which is not really knowing what to do first. But they do seem to realise now that they need to learn their instruments first to learn how to play. And Finally, Rufus 
as way of thanks for their service to his utopian society, has stolen two women from their home to yes. give them, them as gifts. Now I, now I think about it, yeah, the idea of, here are some guitars as gifts, and also women as gifts. The To me, these are the same things. Like, the more crazy. I thought about this bit, the more angry uh, I got, because like one of the things that makes me most angry in Star Wars is when Luke is like, I give you a gift, Jabba, these two droids. And they're like, what? You didn't okay this with us. Yeah. And like, those are fucking droids. It's basically like an iPad and a Zoom. You can't do that with real life humans. It's weird to give anyone a person or, you know, anything that has A, p- a person's not just for Christmas. No. Because you have but, to feed a person, don't you? To be fair, mate, the bodacious babes seem to be on board and they want to go to prom and have a good prom time. And I mean, 15th been- century England was a bit shit. Yeah, and they've been introduced to shopping malls. <laughs> Which is... I mean, that's where all the historical figures went to uh, enjoy American culture, and now they've been taken as well, and they, they enjoy it. When this crown catches up to the 80s, will they have a season where these two are represented as well, like, and how they've grown distant from their husbands, Bill and Ted? <laughs> I hope so. It was a big scandal at the time, from what I remember, so... Yes. We get Rufus shredding a sick solo, which is fun. George Carlin playing a bit of guitar there. One thing I I really don't like, and we haven't had to talk about this much in many films, I don't think, is that any movie moment where you get someone playing guitar and they can't play guitar, I can tell that they can't play guitar. Yeah, is the thing. Really, you're that, you that yeah. good. So if, uh, no, but like if you just get someone kind of like I can tell from the chord shapes and the you know w- whether or not they're strumming in time to the thing, but this ah. is so clearly. The upper shot of like from like chest upwards of George Carlin, and then from chest downwards, you cut to a different shot close up of someone else playing guitar. Like it's so obviously not him, and it's just it, it, that I enjoy that. I'd rather that than have George Carlin look like he's kind of doing a solo and overdub the solo on top of it and it not look quite right. This is just a very technical thing for me, but it, it grinds my gears when you see someone trying to look like they can play guitar and they can't. I mean, I, I, I can understand. Mm. Your point, not I don't play any musical instrument and I can't. I've always struggled to even your voice learn is your anything. Instrument. What's exactly my hands yeah. are my instrument. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite what I said, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I go up there on the stage, I go <laughs> and that's how you won that debate. <laughs> <laughs> I clapped the loudest right in his fucking face, mate. Uh, but in, in in movies where people play video games with controllers, particularly yes. uh, oh, uh, Tony you know, Soprano, Tony Soprano playing yeah. Mario Kart. What way are you playing, mate? Uh, you playing Goldeneye, mate? What the fuck are He's you doing? Like? One handed, I think. Oh, lovely. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a, see. That's exactly the, the kind yeah. of a parallel. Yeah. You understand. Right now, here's a question. Mm. Rufus jams with them. Yeah. Band is terrible. He's like, they'll get better. Am I right, folks? I'm George Callum. Wow. Credits roll. And then the darkness plays us out. This sounded so like, I believe in a thing called love. What the fuck? Lots of homework here now, isn't it? Yeah. This yeah, is but- this movie's like one of those essays that should be on a website that you could download and alter. Do you remember website? I, I remember them. Yeah, I mean, the darkness were a tribute to that kind of hair metal-y stuff. The kind of, almost a pastiche of those things. A very good pastiche, but a pastiche nonetheless. Oh, I could really eat a lovely big Greg's pastiche right now, couldn't you? <laughs> Ah, oh, lovely. Cheese and onion. Vegan steak bake, yes please. I was going to have a pastiche bake later myself, but you know. <laughs> Kevin, hey. Hey. I had a good time. 
Did you have a good time? I had a most excellent time, dude. So what was it that I mean that's the word in question. Like was it, mm. you know, we're all being was excellent, excellent to each adventure? other. Was the movie excellence to you? It was a really a, a very very good adventure to me. And you know what? For something that my main strong memory of was that how like triumphantly late 80s early 90s like it's like most triumphant it it is it is that it is it is such a fucking tribute to that era stuff like that always ages terribly always all right it was all right you know there's not not that there's not a couple of bits in there but i mean this ain't like watching the fucking breakfast club go watch that again folks have a good time like oh have you seen that yes Oh no! Yes, Molly, Molly Ringwald, she was literally like did an interview the other day, and she's like, "I watched it with my daughter, who's like 15, a couple of weeks ago, and like I'm so embarrassed now." Yeah, she just like pelted me with all these questions. I'm like, "It was the 80s. I don't know." <laughs> don't you forget about this film, or maybe you should because I mean, it was good at the time, and I'm, I know you have lots of memories wrapped up in don't, it. Don't, don't, don't start. <laughs> This has not aged that badly. It was a fun romp. I really enjoy that kind of California slacker yeah. vibe. Where do? I think I'm going to have fun saying like that. That was most totally unequivocally good, dude. That kind of stuff. It does make me watch this and really hope that Bill and Ted's daughters will be like that in in the new movie. Like I'm very excited yeah. for that potential. Oh, like, is that the plot? I, I mean, they have daughters. That's all ah, I know. They, they're growing okay. up dads now. That's the, that's ah. the, 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 all I know about us. Now, yes. the sequel I always fondly remembered as being better as a, as a kid. It's a little bit darker, but you know, more invested. The new Bill and Ted is going to be the third Bill and Ted. Yes. There is an intermediate there sequel. Is a, a bogus journey following this. Excellent right. adventure. And yeah. I would ask you at all movies that have viable sequels. Viable yeah. is the word here, folks. No no jaws here. You have to go to Patreon for stuff like that. <laughs> um, if you if you're after unviable sequels, we got you covered there. <laughs> we like, got over at Patreon. Like. But um would you want to see the sequel to this? Like how jazzed would you be? I would be pretty jazzed, because this was yeah. this was fun. And this is a really great way to start the new year swirling. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Fun yeah. movie. This takes a lot of boxes. It had sci-fi, it had comedy, mm-hmm. it had family war. Warmth. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Obviously, it's a silly, funny comedy, but it has some warmth. I think if I had any issue with it, the thing I thought while watching it was that the pacing is a bit strange. Yeah, no, they're back. In in, the, I mean, they're back and forth a lot. They spend like two minutes in every location. Yeah, it's like they get into a few quick. They have like three instances of getting into big scrapes with the historical figures, and then they go back and forth, and then they kind of pick up some more historical figures and it just felt a little bit i don't know slightly uneven but it was still fun the whole way through during that second act a bit i legitimately thought is i thought you could take all the bits of them traveling and meeting all the figures you could take each of those and snip them into two to three minute chunks and play that as a short before another movie like that's yeah because they're like they're all big budget and that's what that's really cool about all the historical scenes it was all very very big budget like yeah particularly in austria anytime they had the armies and stuff they had like huge amounts of extras they really did a good job at like making this look legit and it was like i don't know i think this like for 90 minutes that's a breakneck speed to do as much as they did in this movie so i guess Mm -hmm. that's kind of why it's as snappy as it is it was very snappy i enjoyed keanu as kind of a lovable dorky slacker puppy boy does this add another dimension or layer to your relationship to to my understanding of keanu so i've got a, a newfound appreciation for keanu and his range man whereas these days keanu would probably just be like most sad. 
And Alex Winter too, as uh, as yeah, Bill. Was he very was very good, good uh, wasn't he? Yeah. A revelation to me personally. I I know nothing of the man, but that was a good performance. Let's find out what the fuck happened to him after yeah. Bill and Ted too. Like, yeah. All right, uh, but yeah, no, g- good time had by me. Really enjoyed it. I, I don't have that much negative to say about this. This is uh, a fun romp. Well, this is out of all the eighties kind of feel good comedies that people remember back the most yeah and there's been a lot of these we've had to go through this one has seemingly come up trumps the most it feels probably because these boys play guitar and ride skateboards that i'm a bit more kind of on board with it perhaps do you want to see a sequel where bill and ted travel to the future and you show them skate and they're like whoa <laughs> most complicated <laughs> whoa dude deep learning curve but actually really rewarding <laughs> once you get past that uh, yeah I, w- I would like that if they just the whole time it's just a Bill and Ted let's play of Skate. But yeah, no, and I, I don't know what the sequel would involve, but I'd be curious. Oh, Do they go well. to the future? Well, I think we could be having a sequel swirl at some point uh, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the early spring, perhaps, if, if the cards align right. We shall see. We shall see. We shall well, see. then, Sam, last thing. Mm. And you've had all of your thoughts, your feelings. But we need your star wipe rating, my friend. Mm. What do you give Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? A most reasonable <laughs> four star wipes dude not bad you heard it here first hey thank you for listening to another episode of cinema swirl this episode was produced by kevin it was edited by me sam and the music was also by me if you want to support the show directly and get access to our monthly bonus show cinema swill patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go if you want to follow us on the socials, we're at CinemaSwirl on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash CinemaSwirl on Facebook. If you have any questions, queries, comments or other stuff for the mailbag, then please send them on in to CinemaSwirl at gmail.com. That's CinemaSwirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to friends or leaving reviews on whichever podcast thing you use. Hey, we're now on Spotify as well, if that's your preference. You can head over to Spotify and search for CinemaSwirl. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.